right. I'd like to welcome everyone to another edition of Coach Starnes Raw. And uh, again, it's been it's been a while. I know it's kind of a transition period. I know I spoke last time about kind of what the the show's going to kind of follow now. It kind of it kind of follows my viewing my sports interests throughout the year. I mean, it goes from, you know, 110% football to now it's kind of all over the place and kind of scattered. Um, watching a lot of things, love college basketball. I love, I love the, I love everything about the NFL. So I'm into the combine right now. I got to watch some of that last night would normally be into baseball, big baseball guy. Again, I love every sport, but big baseball guy, but, but that's, uh, that's been put on the shelf for a little while, and we'll talk about a little about that and kind of my my view on that and and the ramifications of that. But um, but it's but the draft. Let's start with the NFL. I love the draft. I love I love the combine. I love free agency period. All of it. I mean, the NFL has done such a great job. I mean, at all, as always, there's a reason the NFL is number one. The NFL does everything so well. Everything. The draft, free agency, combine, it's all spaced out to where the NFL is pretty much always relevant. Always. There's really no downtime where the NFL is not newsworthy or at the forefront of the sports world. So, you know, you had the, you know, we're just coming off the Super Bowl, get a little break, and then now it's the combine, which is, again, is the combine's brilliant the way they do it. Even, I mean, and, and I think they're going to kind of morph it to a way. I, mean, I was reading something the other day saying how the bench press is, you know, kind of losing its luster. A lot of them aren't choosing to do it, which, I'm, hey, I'm fine with that. That's not, the, that's not the attraction of it. Everybody loves the 40 times, the broad jump, vertical jump. Love it. You know, measuring all that, and even to the point where poor, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett or Pickett's draft stock could be affected due to his hand size. And I was watching last night, as well, watching him throw, and he was wearing gloves. I guess, to, I guess, to offset that. But, uh, but you know, just everything, and you wonder why some of these quarterbacks and some of these high, pro- the top prospects opt out of the combine is because everything is under the microscope. A guy's hand size. So, I mean, hey, I'm not questioning the method. I'm just saying it's just what it's, it shows how how intricate this process is, this draft process. It is crazy intricate. Uh, I know a lot goes into the interviews where each of these teams interviews players that they are looking at for the upcoming draft. And, you know, the higher your – the higher your draft stock, the more of a the more you're looked at under the microscope. But but it was fun. We got to, I got to watch some 40 40s last night. And but with the best part is watching the quarterbacks throw and the receivers catch the ball and run routes and and all that. That was that was cool. I really I really enjoyed watching that. You know, pick it. Some of them threw the ball very well. Uh, I think I believe it was Perry from Brown. That was he was impressive. You know, coming for, out of the Ivy League, which again shows that some of the best players in the NFL, some of these great players in the NFL, they're all great, but some of the better players in the NFL, a lot of them come from places you don't you don't hear about, and and, and a lot of that I think has to do with them having a chip on their shoulder. Some of the be, many of the best players in NFL history, 
and uh, I believe it was Cowherd was talking about it. They have there's something significant about them, and what I mean about that is there's something special about them. Like Jerry Rice coming from a small school, Tom Brady being drafted in the late late rounds, sixth round. All these these special players have something special about them, and, and you know they have a chip on their shoulder, or they have something to prove. That always leads a, a lot of times has a negative connotation to it. But it was fun. But again. I don't get to watch the entire combine, and, and I wouldn't want to do that. But I love watching the drills. I love watching these guys go through the drills. And just the whole, again, the the circus around it, the pomp and circumstance around the combine is pretty cool, pretty special. Now, you know, the combine will end this weekend, and then it'll usher in. We've got to get, we get a short break. I believe you can, the franchise tag ends March 8th, I believe. And then you get a little break. You get about almost a week. And then March 14th, which is, I believe, Monday, is when the legal tampering, which sounds weird, doesn't it? Legal tampering. The legal tampering period starts. And then I think on the 16th is when free agency starts. And it could be interesting free agency. There's some big, there's some big free agents available during this free agency period. I know the two top corners from the Patriots are free agents this year. Um, Von Miller, free agent. A lot of key free agents. And then there's, you know, that's, and then also this quarterback shuffle, this quarterback, all the, I, it's crazy. And I don't know if it has to do with this not being a very quarterback heavy draft. You know, with you know Pickett and Ritter, and some of those other guys strong from Nevada being some of the top ones, top quarterbacks in the draft. Zappy from Western Kentucky threw some great balls last night, but I don't know if that's it. But you know, Lamar Jackson rumors have now surfaced. We know the the circumstances around is Tom Brady really retired or not? We don't know. He's been very. <clears throat> Very vague, very cryptic in his responses. Is Aaron Rodgers wanting to leave? Is he going to finally leave Green Bay? Russell Wilson, is he going to be in Seattle? Kyler Murray's having issues in, in Arizona. Is Daniel Jones the guy in New York? Some significant... What about Jalen Hurts in Philly? I mean, the the quarterback. And, and then this, Carson Wentz. The, the, the culture exploring moving off Carson Wentz. This is... It's crazy. This quarterback shuffle, this quarterback, all the the hubbub around these quarterbacks, all the the talk and all the conspiracies, you know, behind these quarterbacks and and possible trades and movement and Garoppolo leaving San Fran, where should he land? It's it's crazy. And again, I think a lot of it has to do with this not being a very what many experts consider to be a very quarterback deep draft, like some of the previous ones have been. So teams that are looking for quarterbacks are going to have to look elsewhere into experienced quarterbacks. I mean, that makes a big difference when you get a uh, inter-stage left Russell Wilson or uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers makes the uh, Titans, and so would Russell Wilson, makes them significantly better. I mean, to probably Super Bowl favorites coming out of the AFC. One th- one to say, hey, who's going to go to Pittsburgh? Is it going to be Mason Rudolph? I, I have a tough time believing that. 
I have a tough time believing, but but I could be wrong. I have a tough time believing Mason Rudolph's going to be a starting quarterback in Pittsburgh come August. A lot of possibilities. Uh, when this free agency hits, uh, it's when when all this starts here in about a week, it's going to get pretty crazy. I'm looking forward to it. It's, I mean, it's great. It's great. It's great news. It's great entertainment. Uh, and we're going to need it. We're going to need it with baseball doing its thing. So all that kind of slide right on into that. You know, I, again, I don't, I don't get a lot into the contracts and the arbitration and the, the, you know, what, the, what, 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 it, what are they upset about? Because it could get, I mean, it gets so convoluted with uh, legal jargon. <clears throat> but what it comes down to is, and, and what I've read on it, it, it's just, it's a disagreement, and not about the top paid players, but just about the the bottom players is what the is what the argument seems to be about, and not bottom players, the young. Let me put, rephrase that: the younger players, because when you come into baseball. I believe it's a six-year period before you are allowed to arbitrate. You're under contract for six years. So some of these top prospects, you know, that sign, you know, decent major league contracts, for their first six years, they, they're they making league minimum, you know, above maybe a little above league minimum. And so these, these baseball clubs, these major league baseball teams are getting a deal. I remember when... I mean, just, you know, being an Astros fan, I remember when Carlos Correa got his first, when, when he was first available for arbitration. Or Jose Altuve was first available. It's a it's a significant deal. So you're getting top production out of some of these young stars, some of these young stars. And not paying them very much. So <clears throat> that's what I understand. I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. Again, I'm trying to make a very complicated situation simple. The main sticking point is raising the league minimum for these younger players until they're ready for arbitration or arbitration eligible after after six to sometimes seven years. And then also the the MLBPA is looking for kind of a pot to raise the pot. And what they're what they're wanting is a pot of money that can reward young players, these younger players, for great seasons and great production. Bon a bonus pot is what some are calling it. And so this is where the biggest I think they're pretty from what I understand, they're pretty close when when talk stopped last. They're pretty close on the on the league minimum. And so I think that can work out, but it's this bonus pot. That these major that these players, the PA is wanting for these younger players, it's this bonus pot that I think they're way they're far away from. In numerous and in other issues as well. The, I think these are just the what I call the main sticking points. And so I I don't know when it's getting in. I don't know what the end game's gonna be. And so these these me, mega superstars, you know, like like Trout and Scherzer, these these guys that are, they're saying they're not fighting for their salaries. I mean, their salaries are through the roof. There's no there's no arguing that, right? But what they argue is they're fighting for the future players, for the future of Major League Baseball, for the future of the game. So that these younger players for I mean, cause six years is a long time in the man and 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 
your performance in or your lifespan in Major League Baseball is can be very short. It's very diff. That's a very difficult road. A lot of you know, there's a, you know, I love baseball. I grew up playing baseball. It was what I played in college. It's for a little bit, and it's it was my primary sport. But it's and it's a great sport, but it's very hard, and it's a hard road. It is a hard road to get to the show, to even get a cup of tea in the show. So, so I understand that. But what also they're doing, I don't know what the let's let's talk about the effects of it. Yes, I understand they're trying to better the contracts for future baseball players and for the betterment of the sport. But let's look at what they're doing right now. Baseball hasn't started yet. And so baseball takes time to get ready. And I remember this when it was in the COVID shortened season. Baseball takes time to get ready. There's a process there. There's a reason spring, spring training exists. There's a reason spring training is a certain amount of time. It takes while. It takes a while for these athletes, even even the best ones, to get their arms in shape, to get their bodies in shape for a daunting 162 game season. Now, obviously, we're not going to have a 162 game season. I could see maybe, hopefully, a very a shortened season, kind of like the COVID season was, what two years ago. I could see that. I know they've already canceled the first two series and pushed the start of the season back, but it but it's not looking very promising. So what's the ramifications of this? It's gonna obviously significantly hurt baseball's popularity in the in the immediate future. People, whether they're fighting for what's right or what's not right, you still get the the common, hey, it's millionaires versus billionaires. Here we go again. You know, why can't y'all just show up and play? I'm just saying that's what the majority of the fan base is thinking. And as someone who loves baseball, I love opening day, I love baseball, I love spring baseball. It's kind of starts your spring for, you know, sports enthusiasts like myself. It starts my spring. When, when Major League opening day is here, it's like, okay, spring is finally here. It's just, it's just kind of the start of something new. I love it. Everybody has a chance. Everybody's excited. It's it's a fun time, and and I hate that we're not going to get that at the point we normally get that at. I'm hate, I hate they're having to push that back. How far is that going to be back? I, I don't know, but I know it's not going to help the popularity of the sport, a sport that used to be America's pastime. Well, still is America's pastime, but used to be America's number one sport has far been passed by by football, and and some argue, you know. Basketball, to some extent, I, I I still think it's right there with it, and and probably still number two, but uh, but this is gonna hurt it. It's gonna boost the ratings for basketball. I mean, college basketball, the the tournament and everything, which is coming up, which we'll talk about in a minute, it never takes a back seat. That it's that's must see TV every year. That's that it doesn't matter what's going on with baseball or anything else. College basketball at tournament time is awesome. Awesome. Uh, so that's not, but I think the NBA is going to benefit, benefit from this, and I think the USFL. It's some of the USFLs right now going. This is good. This is good. This couldn't be better for the USFL, which I know I think kicks off in April. They're thinking, well, we picked it. This is a great time for us now. Baseballs 
getting pushed back. How far back, we don't know. But if if baseball gets pushed back past the start of the USFL, man, they couldn't have a better situation. So, hey, there you go. Hey, to some, it's going to hurt some people and it's going to benefit a lot of people. It's like everything. So, so that so we had that to look forward to. I just hope that they're able to come to some agreements. I understand that they're fighting for younger players and, and they want more, you know, they want a better salary for these younger players and younger stars especially that provide so much for these organizations. But at some point, we they need to get together and get a deal so we can have baseball. But, all right, so moving forward, you know, that kind of brings me to college basketball. And so I was looking at it. This is, again, my favorite time. So I really, I've always been watching Aggie basketball. I talked about that, a little about that last time. And I watched, and I've watched some games. I love Gonzaga. Love Aggie basketball. Love, love Duke. Coach K, you know, his last season. I've watched some Duke games. I, just, I like college basketball. Everybody. I, I watch anybody. I remember one night I was watching, I want to say it was like Cleveland State and Wright State maybe. One night I watched Colgate and I think it might, I can't, I don't, I think it was, it was either Lehigh or Lafayette. I don't remember. I'll watch any college basketball. It's great. But, but I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to it. So I pulled up the scores this morning and here we go. I'm watching it and it's going, I love it. We have Big South Conference round two, Missouri Valley Tournament round three. So, it's great. I'm sorry, Missouri Valley Conference round two. I just love it. I love these small tournaments. I love the the mid-major basketball tournaments. I love the big tournaments. I'm looking forward to see what the Aggies do. They had a huge win over Alabama Wednesday. Can't wait. Big game this Saturday against Mississippi State heading into the conference tournament. Big game. Love it. Right now, I mean, it just... It's, it, everything's amplified. It's a long season, but right now, these wins and losses for these bubble teams and Lenardi and Bracketology, I love everything about it. So, I just, I'm, I'm excited. It's a great time of year. We got NFL free agency ramping up and, and college basketball, conference tournaments, NCAA tournament. To me, this is the peak time right here. I love the mid-major tournaments. I love the major Conference tournaments, and that parlays right into that first weekend of the NCAA tournament. It's like three weeks of just jam-packed, great college basketball when it just means more. Not to parlay off the, not to, you know, piggyback off that it's SEC slogan, but just right now it's a time where it means more. These major college basketball, like a Murray State, which is probably going to get an at-large bid anyway, you know, has, worked, has won their regular season conference title, but now is look has to win the conference title and the tournament title. But again, someone like Murray State will probably going to get in anyway. I think they're twenty-four and two. But these teams that, and it's crazy, these teams that have gone all year, won their regular season title, now have to win the tournament title. So just the pressure's on. It's great. Makes for great drama, great entertainment. You know, some of the, and again, this is the last weekend for the major major conferences before the seeding comes out. ACC tournament's great. Big Ten's tournament's great. SEC, SEC basketball's great. It's really stepped up. It, it, they're going to be tough. SEC's tough. 
ACC is always great. Like I said, Big Ten is always great. And we'll see. You know, the Pac-12 is kind of top-heavy right now. I know that I think there's two or three teams with uh, Arizona, UCLA, and USC. So I think three teams, you know, clearly are better than everybody else in the Pac-12. But, and then, of course, I'm not leaving out the Big 12. We can't. Big 12 is great. Great basketball. So, again, looking forward to all of that coming up. Uh, some of the – and that's what we're going to talk a lot about next time. So next time I'm going to probably talk – I'm going to be heavy, heavy – uh, college basketball and kind of because I'll watch a lot of it over this weekend and over the upcoming week and and again I've watched a little but kind of give my takes on moving forward and, and who I think we should watch for who I like going into the NCAA tournament again just like with bowl games I know I talked about the bowl games I always got to watch you know when I go into the NCAA tournament filling out my bracket I always got to I got to stop pulling for my favorites that gets me every time. I have the toughest time picking the games where I have interest in them. The other ones usually do pretty well on. But it's the ones I have a rooting interest in that really blind me. So, so looking forward to that moving forward. Again, free agency, where these quarterbacks are going to fall, where they're going to go. It's, it's going to be a fun – I think it's going to be a fun spring. So, and just hopefully – again, hopefully – Baseball can can right the ship, and hopefully baseball can get it straight and come to an agreement so that we can have baseball. Because it's going to – the summer – spring will be okay. Summer's going to get real interesting if baseball's still on the shelf for some reason in the summer. That's going to be – that's where it gets long. That's where I'm glad I'm not a sports talk, talk host because it, it, it gets tough without baseball in the summer. That there's, I mean, there's, there's not much else to talk about. But especially once the NBA Finals are over, NFL kind of enters its its training period. Yes, and that's a, that's that's exciting and all, but not a lot of nowhere. Usually the rosters are set by then. But but it gets tough. So hopefully baseball gets it figured out. Looking forward to college basketball again. That's where we're going to kind of transition to over these next few weeks, and then he- again hopefully you know we'll still talk NFL. I like college baseball. We might have to talk about some college baseball. So we can always do that. But, uh, but again, thanks for joining me for <clears throat> Coach Starnes Raw and signing out.